Hey everybody, welcome back to the Spirac. This is Mars here. I'm here with my boys. PD. Calvin Ellis ready to rock. Right. So today we're gonna to be discussing this this latest news slam. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to call it? Rob Liefeld in this post here is that he's officially retiring from Deadpool. Now, now hold on. A lot of us thought that he left Deadpool a long time ago. So I'm a tad bit confused. So I'm gonna push it over to uh PD. PD, you tell me what the heck is going on here. Is he on? Is he off? Is he what's going on? Is this just some type of uh, noise that's going on? Um, I think this is the garner ish um some interest in it. Not that there wouldn't be interest, but he's making sure that Marvel maximizes because I think the 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 major X storyline he did, even though it sold well, Marvel didn't really back it that much. So they kind of just did two variants. So I think it, this is my opinion is that he's trying to garner some interest that not to say that it needs to, but he knows that books needs to sell. And if this thing is big, whatever, like it's like, um, who's that guy, Mark Cuban. He's garnering up this move, this thing of, of selling his shares to ultimately, hopefully either get out of some bad debt or to do something bigger. It feels like he's trying to set up for the next stage of his, um, uh, his um, comic career. But at the same time, He's doing his supposedly final Deadpool story, and he kind of highlights some of the stuff that he did, that he introduced the Deadpool core. I'm not sure how do you, you make a big deal out of that when you're just doing a whole bunch of knockoffs of the Deadpool character, but in female and in dog form. You also had Deadpool on Bad Blood. So we get another one, and it's going to be supposedly all the hits. Now, um, I can't see, no, I looked through, I think, um, Snake Eyes that he did. And I don't think that his story's added to, his writing is adding too much depth into any of these storylines, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be a big deal for any Rob Liefeld fans. Only thing is I don't need him. This is the thing that Frank Miller, because I always mention Byrne first, Frank Miller said in his thing of, you know, that John Byrne was right, he said that, these guys want a press release when they put, you know, they put their pen in some ink. Like immediately they're like, hey, look, I'm doing a press release. That's the problem with it. If he's just like saying, hey, I'm doing Deadpool, he's making it into another image event where it's like, this is my last retiring from Deadpool thing. And like, I'm the daddy of it. I created him. It was, yeah, and it was him. It was him and, um, um, Fabian Asenzo kind of gave it the voice, but uh, Rob kind of told him what the voice was. Many other people added a little more depth to it, being Fabian Asenza, um, you know, Joe Kelly, and many great artists at the same time. But Rob, being the creator, the one who made the initial buzz, all the initial blow up of those issues that caused so much now of New Mutants 98, he is getting, going with that success and making you say you have to buy this book. So I'll pass it off to whoever wants to take it on now before I start saying something really negative. So what about you, Kyle? What's your take on this? I didn't realize that Rob Liefeld wrote any seminal Deadpool stories. <laughs> oh, uh, well, Kyle, I'm sorry. Right. Mars, I didn't say yeah, that. Right. That right. wasn't right. me. That wasn't uh, me. He is a, so just to clarify, he is a developer, creator, official creator of Deadpool, and he's the one associated with Deadpool. 
So, you know, you can go on. Yeah, Jerry Conway is the creator of The Punisher. I don't recall Jerry Conway writing any seminal Punisher story. All the stuff with the Punisher that really got him going was the Frank Miller stuff and the limited, uh, the limited, but the limited series. I forgot who was the writer, but Mike Zeck's art really helped to sell it. So it's it's not a slap necessarily against Rob Liefeld. Plenty of people have created characters that didn't take off in the instance that they created them. However, I don't ever recall. I also don't recall Jerry Conway say, "Hey, I'm retiring from writing any more Punisher stories." Another so, thing. Yeah, that's the other thing right here that I would have to consider. I'm like, okay, yes, without a doubt, you, Fabian Nicenza, creators of Deadpool. I think, you know, it was it was maybe a couple other writers. And since I'm not 100% certain, I won't say their name. But it was a couple of other writers where this guy gained traction. And definitely, uh, you know, definitely his first series with art by Ed McGinnis, who the last time I checked, didn't work with Rob Liefeld on the series. So I... I just trying to understand what did he do with Deadpool that you know? At, at, at least I should be like, oh no, Rob, please no, we need another story from you like you did before. You know, remember that Rob, remember that Rob Liefeld story about Deadpool that everybody was buying up. Do you remember that story? No, I don't either. So here we are. But I'm gonna give it all. You know, all jokes aside, yes, Rob. You know, I'm taking the piss. But all jokes aside, he's he's still very good when it comes. To the publicity and the marketing. Okay, this is the guy who instituted a signing bonus for Heroes Reborn, and Marvel was dumb enough to go along with it because they were like, we should be making all this money. It's like, no, even if you are making all this money, these guys don't get signing bonuses. They're not athletes. Okay, there's, there's none of that type of nonsense. It probably happened once and never happened again. But hey, but look, this is a guy who hasn't really contributed to Deadpool in any significant way for decades. And yet, the you know, him saying, here he would be the challenge for me. No, no. If, if Rob Liefeld said that he was no longer signing any more Deadpool books, I'm not signing any more Deadpool books. It's just going to be this. It's going to be like this last series of conventions. And then after that, I'm not signing any more Deadpool books. I'm just done with it. Now, that would be significant because I think that's like $115, you know, a signature on a, you know, on this type of stuff. But that's not what he's saying. He's saying that he's not going to be working on this character anymore and this is the character he doesn't really work on that's that's a thing that's a thing to say to be to visit it and do four to five issues or a year or something like that this is this is one of the bigger problems in comic books because the history of comic books is if you look at batman or superman it's the years of putting out stuff which led to almost was it 20 like surviving the crash that sort of thing of having these books out there and the same with the fantastic four you had over 10 years of the same team so when jack kirby left um sales went up when john buscema was on it in the same instance when you had books like the x-men even though that was almost the new x-men were almost canceled like the fact that you had um burned on it for three years and then the artist that was before burn went on it and he did it for within a, a year's time and then you had paul Stone. so you had this consistency that led the book to go on and then marvel with their you know infinite wisdom they kind of looked at it as oh we could do a comic book for you have someone on there for a year switch the talent and still have the success but you see that this numbers just slowly weed out as the fans went with the with the actual creators and not stay with the title 
giving something, in my opinion, I, I don't have any way to kind of do it now because people follow the creators, but having that three years, which was usually a round frame, like the two years don't cut it. Like three years says, hey, I got to stick with this book for a long time. And then when the artists change, it's still the same book. The Superman, the everything is pretty much the same, just the art's a little bit. Wayne Boring to Kurt Swan is still Superman. So you're not going in there and say, okay, now we're doing something totally different. This miniseries after miniseries doing, you know, I'm gonna try to do my Dark Knight thing every five to 10 years is not a, way, a good thing of success, but it is how this market works. But we have to say he didn't put forth as creator time in the thing to say, I'm doing X amount of issues of Deadpool, but he wants all the credit for the creation, right? He did like two issues of it and really making something a success is being there. But Marvel at the same time has been there fortifying it and paying Rob Liefeld royalties for the character. So, you know, like we have to say, when you have something like Venom, Wolverine, Punisher, that have many people kind of jumping in and helping out and adding stuff and doing the storylines. That's what we should remember in these type of things because it was a group effort keeping Deadpool going after Rob left, where it was like there's no guidebook on Deadpool, you know, outside of actually they made it work a little better because some of the artwork you couldn't see. So I just want to say success in comics, there's an old school success. This is just kind of staying on your thing. And it's something to say that Marvel kind of kept the character consistent the entire time. It was humor, it was action, and that's what a, a successful character is, trying to keep, keep up that sort of thing. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the creation, but you know, that's, that's all I got to say. Why did Marvel continue to give him stories? So he's claiming he's done a thousand pages of Marvel or Deadpool. And he's been doing. He did. He's, he just completed a story for Deadpool that's going to come out this summer. He's done other. Mm-hmm. He's done another limited series. And in fact, if you go to the Marvel website, they say back in twenty two, Rob Liefeld's greatest Deadpool story ever returns to the comic shop in Deadpool: Bad Blood. Deadpool hits graphic novel is serialized in comics from this April. So you know he's saying that he helped to make define some of the key characters that you have. That Deadpool actually has and, and, and who he really is. He said like 40 to 50, that's like 50 issues. Right? You think Rob Liefeld is saying that he's instrumental in giving Deadpool some of his key characteristics? Is that what you, is that what he's saying? He's just saying he has been a major force and that at this age of 57, he wants to go out at the top because he has. Okay, so, that, so that's what he's saying then. He's saying that he was instrumental in giving. You know, Deadpool, some of his key characteristics. That's what he's saying. No author is combined to write and illustrate more Deadpool work. I complete this journal with over a thousand pages along my mercenary mistress. A thousand thousand published pages? I think we need to see the math on this. A thousand pages write and illustrated. So I think we got to make it distinction. A thousand published pages. That's what we're looking at. So we're talking actual stories, pinups. You know, that's, oh. you, know, <laughs> you, know, and you guys have no shame, man. You got no what shame. Are ta- what are we talking here? No, a thousand pages. Look, a thousand pages. If we're talking like a 20-page book, 20, 24, let's say a 20-page book, okay? 
we can do the math on that easily. And I don't recall Rob Liefeld ever writing that much Deadpool or drawing that much Deadpool. Is it the cable in Deadpool where he was like the plotter or something like that? The plotter writer or something like that? Yeah, I mean, what, what's that? If it's 20 pages, if it's 20 pages and he says what? What did he say, a thousand? Yes. He's like, what is he trying to be like, 50, 50 something? That's like, yeah, that's, like 50, that's like 50 books. Okay, I mean, so when give you him that's not a bad run when you talk about 50. That's not a run. That's an issue here and an issue there. That's what? Two issues. That's what? 98, 99, three issues of New Mutants, whatever amount of issues of X Force. And then I guess wherever he pops up, you know, he decides to do something here and there, bad blood. That's why I'm asking. Is this, you know, counting pin ups and, you know, is all of this yes. public? Yeah, yep. And with and with Rob Liefeld, unfortunately, you have to do that because again, you know, he's doing the P.T. Barnum thing. He's like, "All right, here, come here, you know, come see Simba, the only white elephant ever in history, and it's painted white." So you got to be, you know, you got to ask these particular questions. He's again, this is no shaded Rob Liefeld. He's good at the self marketing and the publicity, so he can get the maximum amount of money. However, because I know this, I'm like, okay, when you say a thousand published pages. When you say a thousand pages, rather, are these a thousand published pages? Were these all stories? Was this, you know, was some of this like some other art that we don't know about? Are you also counting covers? Yeah, it's a little. There's some great He created the number one Deadpool graphic novel, Bad Blood. And there has been no one other since then. So, and Marvel came back, like I was just telling you, not only did they make it a graphic novel, they didn't decide to, to serialize it as a comic. I mean, that shows you a strong story that, that, that... It was bigger than Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe? There we go. It was bigger than Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe? Please tell me you're not looking it up right now. You know, this, this totally defeats the point of this show <laughs> if I say something like that and the next thing you know, you're over here diving, doing a deep dive on the internet. You can just simply say, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to go. All right, he doesn't know. Moving right along. Marvel, yes, that's definitely one of his top. Moving right along. I'm not going to deny that. What I'm just trying to say is that just we have to give Rob Life of his 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 kudos. Okay, guys. That's Why do we? All right, look at this. I'm saying to you, he he created a character that hit right. He would, and at the same time, the thing is, it, he doesn't need a press release, and at the same time. You know, if Marvel, you know, this is successful and Marvel, you know, pulls up another bag towards him, he'll do another Deadpool story. Like, at the same time, as much, you know, as much as he, I don't they want to be on the, this thing of trying to go out on top type of deal is, um, you know, because no artists necessarily go outside of, you know, say Joe Cooper, there's not many people that go out on top where everyone is still loved. And at the same time, Joe Cooper really wasn't, a, couldn't really sell something in the new market, but he'd always get work and always do some quality stuff, right? But it's like, you can't just sit around there and go to, well, people who still wanted to draw, like Kirby and Ditko, they were still, no matter what, drawing, like whether their eyes or the work was whether was nowhere near where they were when they're successful they still had the inkling to draw so this thing is saying i need to go out on top when so many people just had the interest that the forefathers just wanted to draw 
That's what they wanted to do. Even was it John Buscema where I think who was it? Um, Gary Groth and Barry Windsor Smith. They were laughing that um, John Buscema said he was retiring, and it wasn't much of retirement because he still did work for Marvel. He did like two things with DC in his retirement, and he was also going through cancer at the same time. So it's like here's this guy who's just like I hate superheroes. I hate them, <laughs> and he drew more comics. Hate than superheroes. <laughs> hate superheroes. Now give me that. Now give me that book. Let me show you how it's done. They call yeah. They, they, that's the thing. Drill to the end, he still could tell a, a decent story, and um, you know, still clear and understandable, and people still wanted him. So it was like, hey, John Buscema. I'm sorry to cut you. John Buscema might be one of the best examples of somebody who worked, he just like worked to the end and didn't really lose any of the quality of his art, even with his illness. I mean, if you look at some, uh, I guess probably the best example of the stuff he was doing on the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And you look at the stuff he was doing like Avengers, which is a, what, like post 86. And you look at the earliest stuff he was doing and you know it's him, but you know, just no loss in quality. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's going out on top for me. Whereas with Rob Liefeld, I think this is more like just going out. <laughs> it's just like hey this time it's for the money but then hey when was it for the money right <laughs> look oh, man. you gotta love you gotta love rob you gotta love rob you gotta love it okay well yes, I, look, think, I think we've, we've said enough about this topic i think it's time for one i'm gonna I'll, say, I'll summarize what we just said you know once again to make sure that it's uh... yo your boy is going on them on this facebook site of forgotten heroes and when they bring up rob it always gets a lot of positive and negatives but at some point rob was trying to counteract the negatives like going at people and you get forgotten upset what? huh rob life rob Liefeld is a forgotten hero and no it's a <laughs> they would bring up like characters like brigade stuff like that oh, oh. Oh, okay, so they, okay, they'd have okay, comic okay. books that were forgotten and they'd had his book up and someone would, you know, there'd be slams, there'd be support. Oh man, okay. No, I'm, a, I'm glad you clarified because I'm glad you clarified because I was about to, I was about to have at, have at that one. Okay. But the thing is, he'd get upset or get into arguing with someone, then leave, then get a fake site and start commenting again saying, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's just like, yo, stop playing the internet. Like, get out of here. They, you, your work is, your work stands for yourself. And that's the thing. They're like that, that's, it stands by, you know, it should stand up on its own, not try to fight, whether it be trolls or not. But he's just like a person who's like, get out there, do the work, not worrying about the internet. You've still got people interested in your major X storyline, everything that you've done. The Wolverine, the recent yes, Wolverine yes. thing he did, but like he gets kind of caught up in these kind of, hey, I'm gonna tell you know, tell you, <laughs> you're gonna tell you what comic books about. I'm gonna tell you from my perspective. Oh, you don't know this, you know. I read these books. I've read all these things, and you bring up the same thing like, oh, okay, whatever, that sort of thing. So ultimately, he's doing it. I just think the press release it was unnecessary. That'd be my last thing. And I say I don't think that's uh, that's an unnecessary thing. Glad that he. Clarified what he's doing. And if clarified. And if it helps to, um, you know, <sighs> him up, so be it. You know, we'll see him in another con. Enough respect, Rifeo. We will have we seen you seen pass by him. Do you go and talk to him at his at his desk? The line is too long, bro. So I don't even see the point. Okay, you got me. You got it. You got it. You got that one. All right. I love this. I, I I literally bumped into him twice, 
And he's always been like, hey, okay, that's it. Nothing, nothing negative or anything. Just walking by. How did you bump into him, you're saying? No, like I'm walking. Okay, and he bumps into you and say, like, and you're on the floor and he helps you back up after he just like slammed right through you or you had no like backbone and just fell over? The things are just like so Eddie Murphy joke. Eddie, so Eddie, like the funny. Eddie Murphy joke in uh, Coming to America? <laughs> I mean, the one was bumping, the other one was more like just moving out of his way with everybody else because he's coming through. But yeah, he's Eddie Murphy joke. Oh, you know, when he's over there, he's there, and then in the barbershop, and he's like, Yeah, I was walking down the street, next thing you know, I bumped into this guy, oh. and then he backed up and he punched me right in the chest. I was like, oh, Dr. King, <laughs> <laughs> you that's, let, a you good that's a good one. You let you, Brooklyn, you let that happen to you, you let him just bump into <laughs> you. It's crowded as hell, bro. There's no. Oh, way. you let his entourage and oh, no, him no, just. No, no, no. Just like, ugh. Man. Wrong Flex on you. That's what, happens. That's what happens when you move uptown. You get fucked. No. No. That's why, okay, that's why that's, the Bronx. That's, 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 the Bronx is all about what? The Bronx is all about, you know, boogieing down and having fun and partying. And Manhattan's about making money. But Brooklyn? Brooklyn is what? Be bad. Be bad. What happened? You forgot how to be bad? Oh, dude. Like, okay. dude. We're, we're closing this show up. Spit around. Yeah, extreme beat down to Mars. That hurts. Extreme video. Hurt my heart, too. We're originally from Brooklyn. Well, not originally from Brooklyn. Kind of <laughs> crossed the border. <laughs> Spin around. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>